Hi, welcome to the Trauma Thrivers podcast. Delighted to have you with us. I'm Lula Bentz, your host, a psychotherapist, a trauma expert, and a survivor myself. Lovely to have you with us. The Trauma Thrivers podcast is for anybody who has been through any sort of developmental trauma or who has complex PTSD. This podcast aims to help educate, inspire and support those of us that are on a trauma healing journey. We've got stories, steps and various solutions to trauma to help you heal. If you'd like more information or tips or tools or strategies, please go to traumathrivers.com. You can also find this podcast on my YouTube channel, Lula Bent's Trauma Thrivers. If you'd like to join our community of thrivers, please find us on Facebook under Trauma Thrivers. Chiron Clinics proudly sponsors the Trauma Thrivers podcast. Chiron Clinics offer residential and outpatient treatment for anyone trying to recover from the effects of trauma. Chiron's clinics look through the lens of trauma to treat common mental health problems and behavioural disorders, which can lead to self-harming, addictions, depression, anxiety and relationship issues. All treatment protocols used at Chiron clinics use the latest research on trauma in the brain as a guide, and the combination can be highly effective in restoring nervous system regulation. For more information, see chironclinics.com. Hey Trauma Thrivers, welcome to today's podcast where I'm delighted to introduce you to Kirsty Pierce. Kirsty is a trauma thriver and a trauma coach who lives in East Gippsland in the Victoria region in Australia. Kirsty grew up in an alcoholic home and her experience of trauma was to revisit her throughout various stages of her life. During her early adult life, Kirsty was diagnosed with postnatal depression, Ross River virus and chronic fatigue syndrome after the birth of her youngest daughter. This was a significant turning point for Kirsty as she started exploring a range of alternative modalities as a means to self-heal. Kirsty studied psychotherapy, massage, Reiki, life coaching, alternative therapies, trauma yoga, dance therapy and embodiment practices, which she now teaches to other women. And due to her own very personal experiences of extreme stress, trauma, anxiety, her mission of course is to guide other women to reclaim their personal power and voice so they can live the life that they were truly born to live, heart-centered and fully free. And so it's with delight that I now introduce you to Kirsty. Lovely to see you miles away from me, yes. about 10,000 down there in Victoria. What time is it there for you now? It's actually well, it's seven o'clock in Victoria, but I'm in Darwin at the moment and it's 5.35. So it's oh, is it? Oh, okay. Less in the difference. evening then. Yeah. First thing in the morning down here in London. So, or up here, should I say. <laughs> anyway, should we start with where I always start, which is 
could you tell us a little bit about your trauma healing journey and, mm. and what happened to you and your background for the listeners? Yeah, perfect. Thank you. So my backstory, I guess, is I grew up in an alcoholic home. So I don't ever remember my father being very physically violent, but he was definitely very verbally abusive. So, you know, I had basically from my time of birth to the time that my mum left my dad at 13. And I guess for me too, also losing access to my father at perhaps that critical time in my yeah. life was also a big issue. Um, oh. Then when I fell pregnant, I had postnatal depression after the birth of my second child. So that was almost, I felt like it was, I was at a crossroads of deciding how I needed to manage myself and, and deal with this trauma that had been going on through most of my life. Um, sexually assaulted at the age of 15 in a hot, oh, yeah. I went in a whole other country um, over in Brazil was sexually assaulted over there. Oh, and I sorry. don't, that was interesting because that I don't remember all of the details that, of it but I do remember bits and pieces of it so I definitely disassociated from that experience yeah and I I became the super queen of disassociating I was happy to be out of my body right I was living from the neck up yes wasn't really aware of what was going on anywhere else I was using food alcohol prescription drugs to suppress emotion yeah Um, as we do yeah. yeah, and then I think for me, the real, like other than the postnatal depression, which did send me down a road of looking at alternative therapies as a means to heal, for me the catalyst was I um, I actually had, well, I don't know whether it's a nervous breakdown, that's a word that's often thrown around, but I had an experience where I couldn't even get out of my car after having a particularly stressful day in my job, and okay. that for me was the, the crunch of me going, hey, you've actually got to get back into this body and start to figure out what's going on because... Yes. At 50, you you know, I don't have much time left to be dealing with this stuff. So yes, yes. that was definitely a real catalyst for me Okay, around, around my healing. Yeah. And then what did you do? What steps did you take? So over the years, I had tried counselling psychologists. And I just, I think for me, the talking didn't help because I didn't remember. So how can you talk about something? No. You, you know you, you get this sense that it's wrong. Yes. Or that there's something not right in your body. But how do you, how can you verbalise what you don't it. know? Sure. Yeah. And so for me, um, I started doing yoga, started okay. teaching yoga. And that was definitely a start for me of um, getting back into my body and feeling what was going on. And then from there... I started some trauma-releasing style exercises of shaking. Yeah, I found they really helped. And the next step for me then was actually using some embodied dance practices that I was taught um, with a particular group of women that I'd spent several weekends with. And I think that was really the breakthrough for me was around okay. I am in my body. There's nowhere yes. else for me to go because these women were holding me so strongly. Yeah, I had I had nowhere else to go but within and. All I can say is that was probably life-changing for me around okay. that. And from there I have found using yoga as a means and the shaking in particular was really helpful because yeah. it, I could feel the trauma releasing. Yes. Um, I didn't what have did to that feel like, Kirsty? Can we say for people oh. that maybe haven't embodied their body yet? Because I know that lots mm. of my clients, and I'm sure both of us, if we look back, were fearful about that actually coming into the body and staying with what feels like really powerful negative sensations. How did you manage them? That's such a good question, Lou. I think 
it was scary because I can remember um, this whole feeling of this this stuff is arising and is it going to be too big for for me? Yes. For people that were with me at the time, can they hold that? Like I just felt like I was going to explode open. Yeah. And if, if I exploded open, what was going to happen? Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing is that the minute that you let it open, it no longer has the hold on you. Yeah, and that that for me was the gem. Like it, you think it's going to be really big, and your head is in this space of I cannot do this, and it's definitely you're hyper vigilant, and but it's actually not that big. Yeah, because the minute you go hey and you step towards it, it no longer has that power over you that you yes. think it's going to have, and that I'm getting really quite emotional feeling because I can remember that first time of going. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not as it's not as big and scary as you think. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting that you say that. I mean, often I I hear the word, you know, it's a, like a tsunami. It's going to be a mm. tsunami, you know, and I can't ride that tsunami because it's going to break me. And 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 I often say, you know, from the therapist point of view, because I I agree with you, it's not in the story or the words or the language. It's actually in the therapist being able to work and get into the body, you know, mm. because the, as we know, the body keeps the score. It's not in the language. Yeah. But if you can ride that wave and the tsunami, what you think is going to be a tsunami, you know, and you stay on it and you surf it, it very often just peters out and comes into the shore, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I always say to people, I've never had to have somebody pass the half hour, hour after our session and keep them with me all day, you know, because no. that those emotions, you know what I mean? They do go. We think that they're not going to, but it's in facing them and, and, and riding it that yeah. Yeah, we kind of get our sea legs, so to speak, don't we? Absolutely. And I think for me too, so since that time of experiencing that, I've I've been seeing a psychologist and I think because I've been through that and I've I've actually started to feel my body, it's my therapy sessions have actually been a lot better because yes. I now do have the words or or maybe it is even about the mind and the body is better connected. Yes. Mm, which is, that's just come to me actually just talking to you then about that. So there's it's definitely it's incredibly powerful and it's not as it, it definitely is not as scary as what you think it's going to be yeah yeah so you yeah. did the yoga and then you did the dancing which was mm. kind of life-changing with the women and being held maybe in that group and and I don't know mirrored and connected to and that feels very powerful that women's group and then what was your next process so then from there I um because I've been I've been working in the not-for-profit sector for quite a long time and and I've studied you know trauma yoga and and some psychotherapy myself so I decided it was time to actually start to pull it together and start to teach it okay so I've so I've been um I've been working with women using doing coaching but also sitting in behind that I've had this course that it brings these embodiment practices to life so teaching women how to actually use trauma yoga so you know things as simple as um you know as poses that open the chest so things like you know cobra or um sphinx pose where we actually start to allow the heart to open there's definitely something around the heart opening yes. it's incredibly powerful and then, and then coming back into a child's pose where you can just rest if if things are feeling too intense 
Um, also, there's a pose using legs up the wall. It's a very restorative pose that really calms the nervous system. Okay. So when we're feeling hypervigilant, we're feel, feeling like life is too much, we can come back to these very soft and gentle poses to quieten down our nervous system. Lovely. The other thing I've found with yoga is, and I know I'm not sure if it's if it's an issue in traditional practice yoga practices, but I have found sometimes I'm in a pose and I'm, I start to shake. And I just let it happen. I don't go, hey, got to control it, got to stop it. I'm very much about not suppressing anymore. So if I'm doing something and the body wants to shake, I'm just going to let it do it. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting example, that actually, Lou, I was, my daughter's a personal trainer. Okay. And I was in the gym the other day with her and I was doing this, um, oh, it's like a seated wall sit, like a wall sit where you're trying to create pressure on your quads. Yes. And I actually started to shake and my whole body was shaking. And I said to my daughter, I said, well, that was a bit intense. And she goes, yeah. And I said, what would you do if you had a client that did that? And she goes, because I now know what you've been through, mum, I know if I see that, what that person might be going through, I'll just let them do it. And I'll just explain to them, hey, you might be just releasing a bit of some sort of trauma or tension in your body. Just go with it, you know. Yeah. I thought, that's powerful. If she can start to do that sort of stuff in the gym, how amazing would that be? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I, you know, as we know in trauma release work, whether it's therapy or or yoga work or breath work or anything, shaking is part and parcel of trauma release. Mm. You know, and very often in EMDR too, and also in my own journey, you know, the arms go and the legs can go. And I've actually yeah. had people kind of running on the spot in EMDR mm. release, you know, because it's the it's the fight, flight, freeze. It's the discharge, isn't it, of absolutely. our survival responses. Yeah, it, absolutely it is. And yeah. that's one of the things I teach my clients is that, you know, we are, we've got to remember we're mammals. And so you know, if we're in a situation where we don't have the option to flee, it's held in the body until we we are given that opportunity to do that. And we need to provide spaces to let our body do that. Yeah. And yeah. if we can find a safe space to do that, whether it is, you know, in therapy doing EMDR or whether it is in a trauma yoga class. Yes. Um, in some sort of, you know, nonlinear dance therapy. Yeah. These are all spaces that it's safe to actually let that go. Yeah. And these therapists understand what they're doing in those spaces and trust them. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we talked about um, before we hit record about, you know, being repressed and releasing it, you know, and I think a lot of our healing journey is about repression or numbing or disconnecting and then learning to release, whether it's shaking or feelings or emotions or actually even whether it's voice. It's all about letting that flow state start to happen and allowing it up. Absolutely. And look, voice is a powerful thing. I know um, with some of the dance therapy I've done, the voice, it just comes out. It's not a, and sometimes, you know, it feels quite animalistic, some of the sounds that come out. And it is about, again, like that feeling too big. Well, you know, do I have permission to to let these weird sounds out? Yeah. It's the minute they come out, there is definitely this sense of calm in the body. Yes. And yeah, I mean, I, I, there were times when I think, where, where did that sound even come from? Like, it sounds like some weird wolf or something, but yes. it's so powerful. Yeah. So yeah. powerful. Yeah, yeah. And in the body some, knows. Yeah, it does. And in some cultures, you know, weird sounds and wailing and all the rest of it are completely acceptable. Mm. You know, it's just the Western culture where we kind of go, oh, no, you can't really be doing that. 
So yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think the more we we in a sense become in touch with that animalistic or that mammal part of ourselves, um, I think the more power we're going to have, and the more healing we will have will happen for us. Yeah, yeah. 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 So after mm. the yoga and all of that, is there anything else that you've added? What are you doing now in terms of your practice and where you're at? Because obviously you've gone from surviving to thriving by the sounds of it, which is always the the difficult jump, isn't it? The leap, you know, to, yeah. to become a thriver, I always think is an interesting one in trauma. I think for me it's – so I think the test for me was actually um, – having done all this work and I feel like I'm starting to get back into my body, some of the things I'm noticing is uh, I put on quite a bit of weight, so I'm starting to find that that weight is shifting too. So the other thing I had go on was, I'm not sure if people in the UK are aware, but we had massive fires in Victoria last Christmas. We we are. So went went through. Horrendous. It was shocking. And so my husband and I defended our home and I – I can remember, you know, wondering how I was going to be after that because it was definitely, I thought, it maybe triggered. But I was actually surprised at how resilient I was going through that. And I look back on it and go, oh, that fire was huge and how did we do that? But yes, I think, you know, the, the fact that I was able to use these practices, so I was able to use my yoga, my breathing, the, the dance, a bit of movement at home in my own environment, I think that really did support the process of yes managing that and getting through that yeah and also I think maybe just hearing that is the post-traumatic growth we get out the other side of Mm. doing work on our own trauma you know in fact I think sometimes trauma survivors are more resilient and robust Mm. than the general population because they've had to do all of that work on themselves and actually maybe their nervous systems are a bit clearer that's very true. I hadn't really thought of it from that perspective, but it makes a lot more sense, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, how, I definitely think we're resilient. How are you now that the fires have passed and, and you know, you really had it, didn't you? The whole of Australia, I felt for you so much. How is it this year now? Uh, so we're going, well, we're going back into a fire season, so it will be interesting to see how people go. But I know for my own little community, we're still rebuilding. Yes. Um, you know, so houses are being built and, you know, COVID's definitely been a bit of a challenge yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah. Has it but affected I, you where you are? Yeah. Well, we had quite a big lockdown in Victoria because we had some spikes in the numbers, which have come right down. I think we've had zero cases now for 30 days or something. So oh, it's been pretty right. good. But yeah. But it's been that thing of we haven't been able to rebuild community stuff as well as we could have. Yes. Um, and I, I've just started actually doing yoga classes with a group of women in my town. Okay. And I think that's been really supportive of those women. So rather than me using it as a form of exercise for them, I've spoken to them about let's actually use this as a means to deal with what we've all been through yes. and let's actually start right. to calm our nervous systems. And, and I've talked to them about the body may shake and letting them know what they might experience and then if they're taking it home yes they can actually do this in their own space as well amazing. so I think it's it's been really good really yeah good. amazing and for you now in terms of other people or people listening that want to know more about your work what's your vision I guess for for next year what are you doing what are you up to so for me, with the whole COVID thing, I've taken it more into an online coaching space. So doing a 12-week program, 
that has weekly coaching sessions but also has a course sitting in behind it that goes into um, you know a bit more on trauma um, yoga practices that we can use at home yeah. dance practices we can use at home shaking and what that looks like so that just gives them the backstory and a bit yes. of an experiential thing from there my intention is to then run face-to-face -face workshops through um, throughout Australia and retreats as well okay so I think there's a lot of power in bringing people together yes yeah, yeah. and post-covid will we will be able to do that at least mm. and on the 12-week program who's it really aimed at who are you aiming at I've probably aimed at more at women I guess because that's been my experience a lot of the stuff that's happened to me has been because I'm female so I guess I look at you know the post um, postnatal depression being definitely that female element because I had a lot of physical stuff that went on after the sexual assault I ended up with endometriosis and a whole range of issues that I believe come back to that that assault yes. um, and so and I guess you know the sexual assaults tend to be more you know female based and I know that's probably cliching it a bit but yeah. so that was more my target because I wanted to enable and support women to to do that work on themselves okay okay mm. so it's a kind of more than my program which I suppose is more I mean it, it is body based but it's more psychologically based probably yours is more yoga based and for those people that have been through sexual assault sexual trauma okay. yes that's really yeah, definitely helpful, and child, childhood trauma yeah. yeah 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 and I guess because I'm not a therapist I'm not it's the sessions that I have that are coaching sessions they're not about they're not like a counseling session that they would have with someone that is in the more of that therapeutic space I guess I'm yes. more about how can I support you and your therapist yeah this is something we can do over here around the body-based work yeah, yeah yeah amazing and what kind of body-based work could they expect to do is it the yoga mainly and the TRE or the shaking work what other practices do you do to help them get into their bodies yeah so there's the yeah there's definitely the yoga and the trauma releasing but then with the dance because of my own experience I have found sometimes when I'm doing yoga and if I start to listen to my body and it's probably been more as I have started to release some of the trauma I might be doing something on the yoga mat but then the body says I actually want to go over here and do this I want to move this way so for me it's also teaching them I'm calling it non-linear dance or movement, for want of a better word, because I feel like then if you trust your body, your body will move and do what it needs to do to release that. So you might find that you're down on the floor and the body wants to move a certain way or you want to be more up standing and the body wants to move. So it's, I'm trying to encourage these women to trust their body okay because lovely. we have spent so much time not trusting our body. Yeah. And is there a way that we can go, I now feel safe, I now yeah. feel held and I can actually let this body do what it needed to do at the time. Okay. And it may it may end up being sound coming out or more violent moves, but then it's actually about how can I let it do that and then come back to this place of peace within myself. Yeah. Lovely. Mm. Sounds amazing. Sounds I think so. I, I, well, it's definitely worked for me. Yeah. And I think if I can share that with other people, yes, it's more power to all of us, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Well, thank you very much for sharing it with us today. Oh, thanks, Lou. It's yeah, good. I'm going to put up the website so that at the end, 
so that people can approach you or come to you or find you. And it's lovely to have your energy in the Trauma Thrivers group as well. Thanks. So, like seeing you in there. And yeah, hopefully we're going to connect much more often. And it's a very inspiring story. And so oh, I'm just delighted to have you here with us today. And thank you for your time. You take care <laughs> uh, and hopefully catch up soon. Great. Thanks, Lou. All right. Take care. Okay. You Bye. too. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope it helped you in some way. And I really hope to see you back here soon. If you have anything to share on today's experience or podcast, please nip over to the YouTube channel or the Facebook group Trauma Thrivers and let us know there.